Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. The Lord is not returning for a beat-up church, but for a bride. Hi, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. We are in Ephesians 5 today. We're going through the book of Ephesians, talking about God's picture and God's intent for the church. And I want to just jump in right away. And start at verse 1. Ephesians 5.1 says, Therefore, of course, that's a conclusion of what we talked about in our last podcast about being tenderhearted, kind, always forgiving each other, not having malice and strife and everything. He says, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. That's how God looks at you. You are a beloved child. And walk in love, and here's that phrase again, just as Christ also loved you. I talked last week about just as, as when that appears, that means to the same degree as. Just as Christ loved you and gave himself up as an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. And, and what he's really saying here is if you're going to walk out the Christian life, there are going to be times where you are giving yourself up as a, framing, as a flaming uh, uh, aroma to the Lord, Okay. You're, you're just giving, you're going to be that picture of Jesus to somebody who may or may not appreciate what you're doing, but there will be, he uses the word sacrifice involved. And I think it's unfortunate that we don't understand our sanctification better sometimes to understand there will be times when loving somebody, doing the right thing hurts. It costs something. It's, it's sacrificial to do the right thing, okay? It's not always easy. And then he goes on and gives some, you know, real clear exhortations here in verse 3 and 5. He says, but immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. There must be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know with certainty, that no immoral or impure person or covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. What he's saying here is people that are really saved and walking out their salvation do not have time for all these type of things. He said, but rather the giving of thanks. You know, a, a thankful heart is a clean heart. A thankful heart is a pure heart because you're always being thankful about what God is what God is doing. And it's just really important that we understand this and that we look very clearly that, you know, when the scripture says that no immoral or impure person or covetous man is or idolater is going to inherit the, the kingdom of Christ and of God, uh, that there is actual salvation experience that puts a desire in us for holiness and for pleasing God and not doing our own thing, okay? Now, I, I believe there are people that maybe have a false assurance of salvation because maybe they did some religious calisthenic, they prayed a prayer or, or did something, but they never really got born again, and they have no ability, they have no power to fight off sin. But here he's talking about people that have been born again and just saying, look, this is my house, I want you to hear God's voice. This is my house, and I want it kept clean. I want you to treat my house, the church. I'm not talking about a building here. I'm talking about the church would include a building. I want you to keep the house, the kingdom of God. I want you to keep it clean and swept. I don't want any garbage in it. 
I don't want you carrying on in my house in a way that's unpleasing to me. I think that's very reasonable. Then when we get towards the end of the chapter, verse 25, 26, and 27, it says, Husbands, love your wives just as. There's just as again. Also loved the church and gave himself up for her. What this chapter is teaching us is that God gave himself up for us and that we in turn give ourselves up for others. And then he uses marriage as an illustration. Marriage is really not the subject here, although it goes into that a little bit. Marriage is really the illustration he's using about giving yourself up. And one of the greatest false pretenses of marriage is if I marry that person, then I'm going to make them complete or they're going to make me complete. And that's just wrong. Okay, you're going to give yourself away to that person. You're not going to make them complete. You're going to, you're going to become one. You're going to make us complete. And there's a big difference in that. And we have to really understand that if we're going into any type of covenant relationship, that's a church relationship, a staff relationship in a church, a ministry relationship, a business partnership, a marriage, then there's a giving up of yourself for the greater good. Uh, this is a lost doctrine in the world and probably even in the church, but in the world for sure. But then verse 26 says, so that he might sanctify her. He's talking about the church. Okay, that he might sanctify her. So also wives, or excuse me, might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word. Okay, the spoken word. Of course, the word is Christ. But I believe he's talking about the preach word here, the word that causes us to have faith, that that cleanses us when we receive the word. And then in verse 26, he says, that. Why did he do all this? And this is what you got to get. That he might present to who? To himself. The church. Not a church. The church. There's only one church. Okay? Different expressions, different localities. The church in all her glory, having no spot, no wrinkle, or any such thing, but she would be holy and blameless. See, I'm a, I'm an uh, eschatological optimist. I don't believe that the Lord is returning for a beat-up church. Uh, I believe he's returning for a wedding. I believe he's re- going to return to a bride that is waltzing down the aisle and everybody in attendance is totally in awe. I love it when God shows off his church and shows off his people because that's what makes him so happy. And he's teaching us in this chapter how to do that, how to relate to him and how to relate to another. And he's given marriage as an illustration of how to do that. If you jump ahead to verse 32, just about the end of the chapter, he says, this mystery is great, but I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. In other words, he's not just talking about marriage. He's using marriage as an illustration, but he's talking about Christ and the church having that type of of relationship, about being married together, that it's that it's God's church, that we're invited to the wedding, that we're there as guests, and that we form the bride, we form the body called the bride. And then in verse 33, he says, nevertheless, each individual among you also is to love his own wife, even as himself, and the wife see to it that she respects her husband. So he does say, yeah, by the way, this these things are true in marriage as well. So I think that's that's really important that we understand this picture 
that this is his church. None of us have a church. They're too expensive. You have to die to get one. It's the body of Christ. We are incorporated into his body. It's his plan. It's his design. It's his doctrine. It's his demonstration. It's his destination. You know, the church is not ours to piddle with as we please and make into our image, but rather to say, God, what is the image that you have forecast, that you have declared in the pages of Scripture? This great mystery that the Apostle Paul talks about here. And here we see a picture of it that we would be jealous for God's reputation uh, and that we would understand that he is trying to present to himself a perfect bride without spot or wrinkle. Hallelujah. Things he's, let's just say, ironed out in us, okay, would be good to understand. So please give that some thought and read Ephesians 5 today. Uh, Please keep praying for our friends in the Ukraine. Uh, You know, there are so many people with so many needs, and we're feeding thousands of people uh, every day through a network of churches we're working with, us and other groups of churches. We're certainly not the only ones doing this, but we've kind of led the way in a strategy now that other groups are partnering with and joining us with. And, uh, you know, these great pastors are hanging in there and they're shepherding their flock in the midst of war. And uh, their only desire is to to just take care of them and to feed them and to house them and uh, to get them their basic medicines and things like this that they so desperately need. If you've not made a commitment, a monthly commitment to help the Ukraine, I would encourage you to go to NRP Ukraine. The page will pop right up. And by the way, that's a page we can give you. If you own a business or you want to, you know, put it on your own webpage, you want to invite people to join with you, we can give you that same thing. And when they hit that donate button, that money will come right into the NRP account. And then we can issue them a, a tax receipt. You don't have to worry about accounting for it or anything. Uh, we will handle all that on our end. But please keep spreading the word in your community, your workplace, with your family. You know, challenge people to join with you together to help some very, very needy families. You know, this is a type of, uh, of uh, you know, help that we're giving to people. They've not done anything to deserve this. You know, lots of times we're helping people. They're really a big a part of the problem and uh, as anything else is, and we still help them out of mercy. These people are in a totally different category. They, they did nothing to deserve this. They didn't mismanage their life, mismanage their, you know, their money. They, they weren't out living loose. Uh, they were attacked by a foreign invader. And uh, this is our opportunity to show them the love of God in a very real way. I just want to thank you guys for really standing with us and while we're doing this. It's just so important right now. I believe it's very, very critical that we act like the Church of Jesus right now. Hey, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. Thanks for being with me and pass this on to somebody today if you would. If you are going to walk out the Christian life, there will be times when you are giving yourself up as a flaming aroma to the Lord. There will be sacrifice involved and it won't always be easy. But God gave himself up for us and we in turn give ourselves up for others, for his church. One way that NRP is being the church is helping to take care of the refugees from Ukraine and make a difference one life at a time. You can partner with us by giving at nrpukraine.com. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. 
Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.